Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get rid of your credit card debt, get a lower monthly payment, and skip your next two house payments at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to save thousands with savewithconrad.com. Find out how much money you can save right now at savewithconrad.com. Hi everyone, so today you guys are going to be watching An Extreme Life of Maxwell Hardy. And also you guys should be uh, watching my YouTube channel called Hardy Gaming. It's where we play games with me me and Wolfie and we released a new one recently. It's, I think it's Among Us. And this little baby. Uh, uh, watch it. And also watch Extreme Life of the Hoodie. Hey, Maxwell, what are you doing? Get out of here, jerk. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Why'd you take a bump, Maxwell? <laughs> uh oh. Don't let the Gothic baby sign down, Evie. The words are about to be spoken here on the extreme life of Matt Hardy, presented to you by the ad-free shows and podcast Heat Networks. I'm John Alba. That is from the Hardy Compound, the Broken One, Woken One, Spoken One. Delete! 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 Mr. Matt Hardy, fresh off the plane from Grand Slam, a fantastic event at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Rebecca Hardy's neck of the woods there. How yes. did it feel to be back in Queens, my friend, in Flushing, if in you will? Flushing, yes, to be specific, Flushing. Uh, the devil, you know, the devil's in the details, right? Um, it, it was it was nice. Uh, it was Jeff's first time there. He really enjoyed the venue. He really dug it. We are in a four-way match, which uh, turned out pretty damn good, I think, considering it was four and a half hours deep into a, a long-ass wrestling card. And that'll be on Rampage tonight, if you're watching the podcast on its initial day, which you should be each and every week. Check out the extreme life of Matt Hardy with Matt Hardy and John Alba every single Friday. Uh, but it was it was a good time. It was nice to be back at Arthur Ashe, and it was turned out to be a really nice, good crowd, and they were very enthusiastic throughout the night, especially with all that wrestling. So I was very grateful for that. Why does that stadium work so well as a wrestling venue? It's just so unique as a stadium. Like it, it was hard to explain peeking out and seeing how colossal it looked the very first event there in 2021 right you know when there were 20,000 and change legit tickets sold uh 22,000 people in the venue it was it was magnificent from top to bottom and then even last year when we were there really good turnout that's when myself and private party reconciled which ended up being a really cool good moment uh and then you'll see what happens this week 
on Rampage tonight if you're paying attention. I just think it's such a it's such an iconic venue in general. And when you think of wrestling venues in New York, the first thing that pops in everyone's mind is Madison Square Garden, and that is for WWE, obviously, correct? So I think it's cool that AEW is kind of like paving its own path through New York City. And when you think about AEW coming to the Big Apple, it's in Arthur Ashe. And that's also another huge, iconic, monumental stadium. It's very clear, Matt, that AEW is going to start adding some more pay-per-views here. We got Wrestle Dream coming up. There's rumors oh, yeah. that we might get a December show. It sounds like Grand Slam next year might even be a pay-per-view. Things are changing quite a bit in the landscape of AEW with programming expanding. <clears throat> Warner Brothers Discovery announcing that a live sports tier called Bleacher Report is going to be coming to Max. It seems like there's a lot of synergy in motion here going on within AEW as far as pay-per-view growth and expanding the spheres of influence. What are your thoughts on all that stuff? Uh, you, you're correct. I mean, there there is a lot of growth going on in AEW there. The, the synergy between uh, growth and also the explosion of product. I mean, it, we're still moving into a lot of markets internationally too on TV and we're doing so well in the UK. We are killing it as far as our ratings and our tele, uh, television programming in the UK doing so good, very beloved over there as obvious, you know, whenever we did all in and, and we had that amazing turnout over there for that, that event. Uh, it's, it's a really great time to be in AW. It's a really great time to, Follow AW to to become a fan of AW because it is really starting to grow and I think it's going to grow to the next level. It, it took a little while, obviously, when it started, right from the jump. You know, a few months in, it was hit with the pandemic, which, if you don't have shows, you know that that could compromise and jeopardize your you know television rights. Obviously, AW, we stayed in Daly's place for a year and a half. The whole crew busted their ass. I mean, that as one of the tightest locker rooms I have ever been in. It was an amazing crew. It was an amazing time. And, and the teamwork and effort was unbelievable. That, that No one butted heads. Everyone worked for the greater good, which was great. And I just feel like now there's been some drama in AEW. And I'm sure this is going to make headlines as well. I saw some headlines that, oh, you know, morale is up in AEW right now. And it really is because there's like no drama. Like everybody just wants to bust their ass and work hard to continue to take AEW to the next level. And there's no like personal bullshit. There's no horseshit. There's no drama. And just everyone is working hard for the greater good. And I think that's what it's going to take. And, and they do. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is very behind AEW and the product. They are very committed to it. And they really do. They want to up the number of pay-per-views. We're going to be doing some more things. Uh, and I think it's going to be very beneficial. There's also some very exciting things happening at Warner Brother Discovery, which I think is going to help AEW to grow a lot. It's a very special time, and it's a great time to jump on the AEW bandwagon if you haven't yet. Yeah, I thought the Grand Slam show was fantastic. I really did. An unfortunate couple of injuries with John Moxley and Adam Cole. Hopefully uh, the best, we're sending the best for both of them because yes. two major, major players in AEW, nonetheless you have any comments on any of that uh yeah i just uh, I, both the guys are great and uh I, I just really hope the best when it comes to both of their health uh i, I hope that mox is okay and he can uh clear from this very very soon and uh once again adam cole i just hope that his news he should have gotten it back today it ended up being good when it came to whatever the damage to his ankle was so knock on wood that uh all the best for both those guys yeah, we're hoping for the best for both, hoping that's good news that Adam Cole got there. I knew the second he jumped down from that, at, what would it be, an elevated stage, I guess, he stepped yeah. down from it. I said, oh, no, I just saw me. But he gutted it out, and he did his best to stay in the moment. That's why they call them professional pro wrestlers. So that's redundant. Professional wrestlers. There you go. Um, but I got to say. That, well, that, that, was a long, that was a long drop when he jumped off that stage. Yeah. It was a five or six foot drop <laughs> and it's funny i just and it part of this comes with age and you know your body's not what it used to be like i don't take any unnecessary risk now that i don't have to you know if i'm out there doing something i am i'm trying to calculate my risk as good as possible and just even with him jumping i get how you're in the you're in the mood and you're very excited and it's a big moment and you're wanting to come down and like you know really rally behind mjf your partner your best friend your pachacho uh, and, and he was in that, in that mood, he was in that zone and he jumped off and just landed wrong on his ankle. And it's just, things can go around in an instant, man. It's, it's crazy. It's the smallest thing too. You guys 
fall on your backs for a living. And then here he just jumped off a small platform, essentially. And you just never know, especially yeah. with all that adrenaline rush. And uh, that, that is pretty crazy to think about. I got to say one thing, though, Matt Hardy. And I'll let you respond to it however the hell you want to respond to it. But I'm going to get on the soapbox here for a second. I know you're in this four-way match on Rampage. Hopefully you get a W there. I'm about ready to see the Hardy Boys win a match and get some momentum going here. Because I sit and see all of these responses that the Hardy Boys get when their music hits. I see the crowd videos. You share a lot of them. People still lose their freaking minds at the Hardy Boys. They're getting these massive pops. Everyone's out there doing the jukes. It's more than a nostalgia act. People love to see these two guys wrestle. By my recollection, and I could be wrong, you can correct me if I'm wrong, the Hardy Boys haven't won a standard tag team match since Jeff Hardy returned to the company this year. Mm-hmm. What do we got to do to get the Hardy Boys back in the mix here, winning some straight-up tag matches and getting play for either the Ring of Honor or AEW Tag Team Championship? Well, that is definitely the plan, and that is what myself and Jeff uh, greatly desire to do. And uh, we are doing what we need to do to try and make sure that happens. It's about time. I want to see some wins here. We got we to pay the bills on this podcast. You know, the only way to actually make any money off these things is if the person who's the star of this is winning some matches. I'm ready for it. I, I've been waiting a long time. I'm tired of Matt Hardy staring up at the lights. But the beauty is, Matt Hardy, we also got that ad-free shows money coming in because ad-free shows is the place to be for not just this podcast, but all of the great podcasts in the Conrad Cinematic all Universe. And one of the most popular series over on adfreeshows.com is the Ask Conrad series. We believe that Conrad is up to 60 episodes at this point as we record this. And on the most recent episode, Matt... Conrad, he's trying to catch us. I know. He's trying to catch us, right? On the most recent episode, he was asked to name his top five factions of all time. And here's what he had. Uh, Lauren says, back in July, I saw a post on the internet listing for the top 10 factions of all time. NWO's number one. It ain't close. They're number one. Then it's probably the bloodline, just based on doll hairs. Then it's probably four horsemen, based on influence. Back to DX for doll hairs. Um, I guess I'll throw a bullet club in there. And that's the end of the list. All that other stuff is just conversation. Interesting list there from Conrad. And putting the bloodline that high up, that's quite the praise, I would say. You can catch Ask Conrad each and every month, plus thousands of hours of other bonus content, including bonus content right here from the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Do it now with this special offer. New subscribers save 20% off their first month by going to adfree20.com. That's 20% off month number one right now at adfree20.com. Interesting list, isn't that? Yeah, it's okay. Not a bad list. Okay. Uh, We are going to talk about The Rock today because he made a lot of headlines and I was planning to do this much deeper dive into him, but I, I... think we kind of have to split this up into one of those two-part episodes oh, where yeah. we cover two things going on at once because massive massive day in the wrestling world on the Huge. wwe front and then i do think we can talk about Dwayne because of his return last week and yeah. the massive buzz that surrounded that so matt without further ado you know what i ask us to present to the fans every single week it's one of their favorite moments of the extreme mm-hmm. life of matt hardy please hit us with that matt fact Matt fact, Matt always returns his shopping cart to the corral. Hallelujah. That is the true test of whether you are a good human being contributing to society or not. It is the smallest barometer, John. It really is. It is the smallest, simplest action you can do. If you see a grocery cart just standing around, put it in the corral. Or if you're using yourself, just put it back. It's not hard, right? Not at all. Not at all. You see it Actually, all the time. If you, if you don't, you're just being lazy. You're just being a dick. Because then no. they're taking. Or, a I mean, you, you can even you can you can 
step it up a notch and you can say you're being a dick. <laughs> I would just say you're definitely being lazy. I mean, just do your part. It's your shopping cart. You used it to go in the store and put all your items in and come and check out. Just put it back in the crowd. It's probably 10 or 15 foot away. It's it's not hard. It's not challenging. Just do it and 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 and, and be, be a good shopper. Be a good citizen. It's a civil duty you should fulfill. 100%. You know, Matt, by the way, it's Bruce Springsteen's birthday this weekend, which means yeah. it's Matt Hardy's birthday this weekend. That's right. The big 4-9. And just before this podcast started, we had some special guests fly in to wish you yeah. a happy birthday. Let's let's show the world what that sounded like. Hey, I have come to hijack the stream real fast. But okay. I wanted to say happy birthday, Matt Hardy! Woo! Oh, 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 okay, I, well, this Aaron time, we don't know. You can cut this out. It doesn't matter. This is not live, right? Happy birthday. We're going to do the big party next year because John told me next year you're going to be 50. Yeah. So I'll start planning that. <laughs> He's like, are you doing a big party for his 50th? And I was like, oh, shit, is that this year? He's like, no, it's next year. I'm like, oh, okay, you're good, you're good. So we're going to get on planning the big party for next year, okay? But we're starting the hype today on the birthday before. Okay, I'm gonna hand it over to the man of the hour, okay? The birthday man. Please feel free to cut that. That was horrible. I just wanted to, I just, you can screen record it and send it to me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That should be inserted somewhere. In the oh, no. Here, my hair, my fucking curls over here. Tengo rolo. Oh, my God. You want to do this well, okay, see. A nice little happy birthday from the house Hardy, Matt. How'd that feel? Uh, nice. It's nice. Uh, we're going to have a good little weekend. Uh, it's a birthday weekend. I'm going to force them to take me to hibachi and i'm gonna make Whoopi look at the fire as he gets all freaked out whenever the chef does the whole act and they start the fire and he's like i just don't know dad can we do something different that's not a good idea it's dangerous <laughs> trust me it's fine it's a bit it's a bit dude you think you say you're in the business you tell everybody you're a tv star you're in the firm deletion it's a bit come on Whoopi, get with the program here uh, so yeah, you know, we're going to do that. A couple other things. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. And I'm just glad it's on the weekend. I have the weekend off. So it's going to be a, a nice time with house already. How was uh, I, I meant to ask, how was your first collision experience? Uh, it was good. Um, you know, we went in that day of, we, we didn't get buzzed about being a collision until uh, late Wednesday evening following dynamite and rampage. And uh, we, bartered uh, our way in we said we're willing to come but we definitely want to fly on saturday morning so we did that and we we're going to state college and it's not the easiest place to get into you know flights are pretty limited there there were a lot of people that had a lot of flight issues flying into state college because it's a very very tiny airport and i remember the majority of the time we would do state college with wdb we would do it while we're out on the road and you would start in philadelphia or uh philadelphia or pittsburgh and you'd end up driving there and they're both pretty long tough drives Either way, because that's like right in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's three hours or so from each. And it's a tricky joint to get to. And uh, it was cool. It was fun. We got there. It was it was laid back. It was easy. We initially thought we were doing something different. We had had different creative and it had changed, I guess, the night before. And then we got there and we did what we had to do to, to go out there and make the most out of whatever we had to work with. And that's basically what the wrestling business is all about in the big scheme of things. Well, I'm just so glad that you were allowed through the doors. That made me very happy to see that you're able to break on through to the other side, as they say. Let's get into this WWE stuff, my friend. That, that's that's so funny. I, I'm actually going <laughs> to even go into that a little bit because people okay. ask about what happened. Okay. Uh, so whenever we were in uh, outside, outside of Toronto, in Hamilton, we were in Hamilton and we were there on Wednesday live for Dynamite and Rampage, taping for Friday. And then there was a collision the next night. So I had been asked a few days before if I would be willing and free to stay for collision because Ethan Page was officially turning babyface on that Wednesday night on Rampage. And he was going to really, we were going to, you know, like be together in solidarity. We we're going to be buddies and have each other's back. He was going to protect me in the match we had there. And then that evening, about 6 p.m., 
it was cleared and they said, Oh, it's going to be good. And, you know, from Tony said, Oh, oh, that's great. You know, it's great. He said, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, MJF. Thank you so much for doing this. It's going to be great. It's going to add so much, so much to it. Uh, Ethan page. Thank you so much for doing this. It's going to add so much to it. And then we do our bit on rampage. We get out of there. We leave. Uh, I drive back to my hotel in Toronto and it's almost midnight. And then I get a message from, someone in the creative process and they said just so you know you and isaiah aren't needed tomorrow and i already changed my flight to to friday with the travel people and everything else and and it was already confirmed you know by tony khan that i was going to be there and then we found out that night that i wasn't going to be there and then the next day i couldn't fly out until like 4 p.m that day and then i got to charlotte and then my flight to raleigh kept getting delayed and eventually it was canceled so then i had to get a car and rent it and drive home and then go to Raleigh the next day and get my car and come back. And it ended up being a travel nightmare because like I was flying home that morning uh, at 8.30 or 9 a.m. to get home and spend the day with my family. But then it cost me a total a total day and then half the other day because I had to go back to Raleigh and get my car and whatever else. So someone changed that during the day and it wasn't Tony Khan. So I, I don't know. I, I can't point the fingers at any names, but I'll let people figure out. I'll, I'll let people come to their own conclusion. You can make your own deductions out of this. That's what ended up happening. And that's why I, myself and Isaiah, we were said we weren't needed at collision when everyone had asked us to do it for days on end. And then I said, I would. And then Tony Khan approved it. And then five to six hours later, it was not happening, which is very strange. So you can make your own deductions on what happened. Maybe Shane Helms called in a favor after all the shit we've been giving him for being older than you. What a Maybe. rip. What a rip. Maybe. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better guy. As far hey. As... <laughs> hey, I was just ribbing you, but I appreciate you going into that story. I'm sure that will give a little bit of context to something that was definitely waking up the, the net as you like to say, uh, as was this story going around today as we record this. Mm -hmm. uh, just one of those awful days in the wrestling industry. Mass releases in WWE on the heels of some very lucrative WWE news. The WWE news being that Friday Night SmackDown is headed off Fox next fall. It is returning to USA. And mm -hmm. WWE will be getting four network NBC primetime specials on a yearly basis, which is a pretty substantial news for the company. Now that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. The reported amount 1.4 billion dollars. And that's an even course. bigger deal. Yes, that is over the course of this five year deal. Wall Street Journal insinuates that with this money investment, it's unlikely that Raw and NXT will be retained on the USA network by NBC Universal and that their rights could be shopped elsewhere. Substantial to break down there, Matt, because you know, Raw and USA are just so tied together. Yeah. They have been a marriage made in heaven for so many years. You know, they broke apart for a few years when Raw went over to TNN, which then became Spike, and then it was back for the USA Network, which if I'm not mistaken, I did no research on this. This is off the top of my noggin. Didn't you and Edge have a ladder match on the Raw Homecoming episode when they came back to USA? We did. And something that is even more substantial in this whole conversation, we were just talking about us doing collision at State College. Probably the most memorable moment we ever had at State College. That is where the first ever uh, Raw aired live on TNN. Mm. Whenever we were doing that. And the night before they'd switch is where we had the Unforgiven Cage match. Yep. In Philadelphia, and myself and Jeff, we defeated Edge and Christian for the titles. And all four of us were beat. We were all beat the fuck up because we'd been told already the next day we were just doing like a pre-tape or a quick in-ring promo or whatever. We were, weren't supposed to be doing anything physical. And I'm, I'll never forget, we walked in that day and they said, hey, uh, we have you guys doing a three-segment ladder match tonight. And What? And so, well, we really need to pull out all the stops because we're just starting on a brand new network and we, we really want to stick this. We want to make this work. We want to make it a killer show. And I'll never forget, like, Pat Patterson said, he said, guys, I know you're beat up. He said, you don't have to do all that, all the crazy stuff, all the crazy high spots. He said, you can just have a solid match and just use the ladder as a weapon a little bit. You don't have to take any big bumps. We're like, it doesn't really work that way, Pat. We, we've kind of we've set a standard here. We've kind of like 
we've got a bar that we've got to we've got to hit. So we we've got to we got to pull something out of our ass here. And that that was a very tough and tricky night. I got my head split open so bad that night. Uh, hi, Wolfie. We got a Wolfie cameo. Let me finish, buddy. All right, he's dancing outside. <laughs> and then I, I I'll never forget. I there was a big ladder thrown and it hit my head and it split my head. And anybody that is out there that has worked for WWE, especially back in the day, back in the Attitude Era, remembers Doctor Romascavige. Have you ever heard of this name, John? Mm-hmm. Romascavige was there, right? So <laughs> he was a doctor, but I, I feel like kind of at his core, he was more of a veterinarian <laughs> than an actual doctor. And uh, did you know this? So you know, he he had all these animals. He had a big farm, and like on Hart, Mick Foley, a lot of guys would go stay with him and whatnot. And he always invited Jeff and I to come stay with him whenever we were near Bethlehem, Allentown. And he was in state college and he was like there kind of as a trainer slash doctor slash veterinarian, taking care of all the animals in the world wrestling federation, you know, especially the animals that like to climb up ladders and, and fall off ladders. So my head was split terribly bad. Right. And, uh, I mean, it, it was probably a, a three-inch incision on top of my head. And because that hard ladder had hit and smashed, it was bruised all around it. And I remember he was in there. He said, all right. He said, well, he said, let's get to it, Matt. He said, I'm going to take good care of you. And he said, you know what I like about you? He said, I like that you're a good old tough country boy. And I said, like, uh, doctor, are you putting in? And they're like, I, I feel something going in my head and then pulled out. And he starts stitching me up. And I was like, fuck, ah. He said, you're a good old tough country boy. You don't even need any anesthesia. And he proceeded to stitch up my head without anesthesia. Oh my goodness. It was brutal. Oh my goodness. And he was just like laughing about it, chuckling. Uh, it's just like he was working on, you know, the, the normal jackass. You know, on the <laughs> that was me on this, on this particular occasion. He stitched me up and I was like, Hey doc, what about the answer? Oh fuck. And he just starts stitching away, man. Oh my goodness. Zero anesthesia. That anesthesia. is insane. But you are just built differently. My friend. That was wild. Your country's strong, right? Can, can you give us a, a little flex there, Matt Hardy, at 49 years old? Give us a little, a little something. something. Look at those. Look at those biceps, everyone, if you're watching. Matt Hardy, I think I got an idea as to why you look so damn good at 49, and that is because you recently started using the FitBod app. And I am so excited to tell everyone about our newest partner here at the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy because this may be the single most practical application that i have ever come across and especially for someone like you more than ever you're using this thing every day since we introduced it let me tell you a little bit about it before mm -hmm. i ask about your experience we all know that working out is full of positives you're gonna sleep better you're gonna look better you're gonna feel better but as you get stronger sticking to the same old routine can lead to a little bit of a plateau in results keep your momentum going and all of your progress positive with fitbob FitBod. The app creates personalized workouts based on your goals, abilities, and gym setup while helping you track and visualize your progress along the way. Matt Hardy, you are on the road like four days a week, essentially. Working out is something you put a lot of presence on. There is nothing consistent about your life. How does FitBod help keep you on track? Uh, it, it's great. And, and it's so great. Uh you know, in theory, I would want to keep this a secret from everyone because it's so amazing. But I want to share my secret with everyone because I think other people can also, uh, you know, they, they can also use it to their advantage, much like I do. Yep. Obviously, when you have such a insane schedule like I do, if it's not working throughout the course of the week, if it's not going to work on the weekend to do collision, if it's not going somewhere to do a public appearance or some sort of third party signing, whatever it may be. I always have stuff going on. And with FitBod, they allow me to work in, to, to optimize every single workout regarding how much time I have, what kind of equipment I have, whether I'm at a real gym, whether I'm here at the Hardy Compound in the you know home sweat home gym, which is the gym here, or if I'm at a hotel gym. Uh, if you just have dumbbells, if you just have cables, whatever it is, they can work every single thing in and they are going to allow you to optimize your your workout they're going to allow you to optimize every minute that you have and on top of this it just ultimately gets you 
into the shape you want to be because it allows you to be healthy, especially in my profession, because I need all of my ligaments. I need all my tendons. Yes, I need do. my joints to be as strong and as powerful as they can possibly be. And now I'm at that point where I'm not looking to gain mass. I'm Matt Hardy, right? You know, so I do a workout that is going to be there to give me longevity and FitBod is absolutely amazing when it comes together, when it comes to putting together these fitness plans. FitBod creates custom workouts based on your goals, experience, available equipment, and more. You can build your fitness habit and stay consistent based on the variables that change around you. The app intelligently varies your intensity and volume and tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout plan. The app keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up your workouts with new exercises, rep schemes, supersets, and circuits. And I know, Matt, you've been doing this for so long monotony gets boring as hell you got to keep things fresh right it does and and sometimes it's easier for you not to be in control of your own workout if you have someone else giving you these ideas that's sometimes the the little jump start that you need to really get you back into another groove and fitbod they do exactly that i'm doing so so many different circuit training workouts i'm doing so many different supersets for different in particular body parts and i love it it's it's been a success and I, i'm going to be using it for the foreseeable future for sure Keep track of your achievements and personal best with FitBod's all-new progress tracking charts. You can learn new movements the right way with more than 1,000 exercise demonstration videos. And that is everything, too, because anytime you go into the gym, you're going to see a ton of people working out the wrong way. And that is more damaging to your health than actually doing exercise at all. So make sure you're doing things the proper way with the FitBot app. It's never been easier to get the results you've always wanted. Check out FitBot. Get ready for this. Ready? Get 25% off your subscription at fitbod.me forward slash hardy. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash hardy. 25% off, Matt Hardy. Think how much money that's going to put in your pocket while making you feel good. F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash hardy. And we thank FitBod for sponsoring the extreme life of Matt Hardy. To all the people out there that feel like they have plateaued and you can't get where you want to go, do FitBod. And with this deal here, this particular deal where you use our code 25% off, it will get you to that next level. It will get you past that plateau. I need to get on that. I, coming off the summer, you know I like to eat good. Yeah, I, I, the Seasons are changing. I want to feel good, Matt Hardy. So get on FitBod, folks. Thank you again to FitBod for teaming up with us here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen get back to business here so with this exciting news about smackdown moving all these different changes are coming about i mean what do you think about the idea of raw moving off usa potentially that's quite an institutional change there it is that that's a perfect way of saying it that's a that's a huge institutional change but i mean they've been married for so long i mean they're raw and the usa network are truly iconic together i mean you can't imagine one without the other i don't i don't i don't think that, that would be a huge deal for Raw to be on another network besides the USA Network would definitely be a huge, huge change in the professional wrestling industry. But uh, it's pro wrestling. And one thing I can tell you about pro wrestling is never say never. I'll go a step further, Matt. And I've looked a lot into Nick Khan's comments over the last year. And one thing that kept mm -hmm. standing out to me was that he mentioned the fluidity of WWE programming in multiple interviews he's done in the last 12 months. I don't think it's impossible that we see Monday Night Raw, based on where it lands, potentially even moving nights. And that itself almost feels sacrilege. Monday Night Wrestling has yeah. become paramount to the lives of many wrestling fans for the last right. 30 years. And the idea of Raw moving off Mondays, maybe to avoid competing with Monday Night Football in this day and age, based on the platform it ends up, that feels pretty significant. And, and I think it's possible. What do you think about that? 
It's interesting. It could be. Uh, what, what would be your guess, John, if it, if it is going to move nights? Well, where, where, where do you think it lands? I guess it depends what property picks it up. Because you know, let's say, hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. Disney gets the rights to Monday Night Raw. Okay. okay. Disney has the most valuable Monday Night property in Monday Night Football. Right. They have that airing on ESPN. Sometimes they even flex it to ABC for them for network. Right. Uh, in most cases, they do. Why would Disney acquire the rights to Raw just to put it against its biggest property? They wouldn't put it on ESPN. I don't think it would be on ESPN+. Plus. They'd probably put it on a network like FX or something if they don't offload that. But why would you stagger it against Monday Night Football? So if it were to go to Disney, yeah. I could totally see them changing the night. Does that make sense? Maybe. Could, could you see it going to a Thursday? Could you I, see it going to a Thursday and then that allows the crews not to be as stressed uh, as they could do the Thursday, then drive to the Friday for SmackDown? Yeah. And that's similar to what they did when SmackDown was on Tuesdays. Yes. And, and you had Monday, Tuesday. Obviously, it was taped on Tuesdays for so many years. And then 2016 to 2018 or late 2019, it was live on Tuesdays. So mm -hmm. I could totally see a Thursday, Friday slate. Um, NXT staying on Tuesdays. You've got AEW on Wednesdays, Raw Thursdays, SmackDown Fridays, also Impacts on Thursdays, and then uh, Collision on Saturday. Nonstop pro wrestling, man, and mm -hmm. just staggering it that way. Totally plausible. I could absolutely see it. Um, the question then becomes if it's not Disney per se. A lot of people seem to think it's plausible that a streaming network could get in here. I I know you're not super embedded in the business of the business, as like Eric and I say on Strictly Business. Yeah. But when I pitch to you the idea of Monday Night Raw on, say, Amazon Prime or Apple TV, how does that sit right. with you? It's interesting. I, I mean eventually everything is going to end up on a streaming service when it's all said and done as TV continues to become more and more obsolete, you know, uh, TV is obviously still the big deal now because that is where you're going to get your biggest money deals, uh, your biggest TV rights. And that's going to be around for the foreseeable future, no doubt. But I mean, these streaming services, no matter what people think about them or what they do, they continue to grow. They continue to grow exponentially. And uh, I don't know what kind of reach, does something like that have, John, if you end up on an Amazon Prime or you end up on a Netflix or you end up somewhere like that? I mean, we know those are some of the biggest streaming services in the world, right? So if you ended up there, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility of attracting eyes still. It's fascinating because WWE with NBC Universal has the Peacock Agreement. As we know, we like to queue up the mm -hmm. cock here on the extreme life of yes. Matt Hardy. So you risk that maybe a little bit by moving on to another streaming service for your other properties. But I'll give you this example, Monday night or Thursday night football, rather uh, in 2021, the last year of Thursday night football on network television, which was on Fox, they averaged around 16 and a half, 17 million viewers per game. The first year after that, where it was Amazon prime exclusive, they dropped down to about nine and a half million. So there's a drop mm. of about 7 million viewers there. Now, in the context of wrestling, we're not talking numbers that big, obviously. Right. So it's plausible to suggest that should Raw move to Amazon Prime, that you'd be under a million for Monday Night Raw. But would that be offset by the costs and the distribution? Maybe uh, so. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. That's a that's that's a very interesting. Th those things are very intriguing. I love the fact that you and Eric discuss stuff like that, and you know that's that's definitely his wheelhouse. And yes, I know you 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 like to uh, do research, and and you have all the knowledge on those things too. It's it's very intriguing. It's it, the the media world is changing so rapidly right now. You know, and just like you're saying, the streaming services as time goes on, they'll get bigger. TV it'll become smaller at, at the yeah. end of the day. You know, it's it, it's going to be really interesting to see how this lands and shakes out. Do you think, do you feel like in any chance all of the WWE program ends up remaining on USA Network? I suppose it's possible, but then NBC Universal is looking at probably upwards of $3 billion committed to pro wrestling. Yeah. Which at that point, you know, who's to say that it was even worth it not to go for 
just buying the company straight up because within three TV cycles, you would have had your investment paid for. So I don't know. Where, where, where does the UFC programming live right now? Do they still have like regular programming that is just like their free commercial so TV program? The, the main distribution for UFC is they have these fight night shows that go over the top through the ESPN Plus platforms. Mm-hmm. And then you have the major pay-per-views that you have to have the subscription ESPN Plus and right. purchase the individual pay-per-view itself. Like the major right. ones like UFC 300 or whatever it may be. Um, so that is primarily distributed over the top through the ESPN Plus service and uh, that. But you also still have traditional pay-per-view as part of that too. They're, they're, they're not apples to oranges, if that makes sense. Right. So... Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's really, really interesting just thinking of, I mean, I, mean, I think, Matt, we're going to be changing how we view WWE programming physically, oh, how yeah. we consume it. It is going to change substantially. And it then boils down to who becomes the first company to really adapt streaming as its full-time revenue source in pro wrestling. I don't count Honor Club. I don't, I don't count what Impact yeah. does. I'm talking about on the large scale who becomes the first to do that? And you know, Vince always could, liked to be first. Could it, could it be AEW on Max? It could be. I would be surprised if AEW was pulled off the Turner Networks in favor of streaming exclusively on. Max. I, I, I mean, I, I would too, especially with as valuable as, as yeah. it's been. So I, I mean, would. You, you look you, near, nearly every week. Uh, you know, it's in the top top five. A lot of times, number one. You know, it, it's still it's still doing a great number. You could argue WWE has more financial flexibility to be able to do something like this and give it a shot and see what right. happens. I had figured we were still one TV cycle away from going to streaming full time, but I think it's plausible that it's here. And we got a, is, is that a Wolfie or Bartholomew running? That's a Barty running there. Bartholomew. Say hi, Barty. Hi. What do you want to say? Say hello. Hello. Say, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Have a great day. Have a great day. Okay. Let me finish, buddy. <laughs> All right, here, here. This is some money Wolfie gave me. Look, I'll buy you all. Get out of here, okay? This is your money. Go. <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> Big money, Matt. Wheeling and dealing. Yeah, wheeling and dealing. <laughs> um, but on the downside of all this, Matt, we got news today of multiple WWE releases. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon said in an all-hands-on-deck employee meeting this week after 100-plus employees were laid off that... The sale came about because he felt, or the merger, I should say, came about because he felt that WWE became stagnant as a business. Now, all of this, keep in mind, comes as WWE makes record profits and has been making record profits for some time. But maybe they felt stagnant in terms of where they're going in the future. What do you make of So, Johnny, are you suggesting VKM had an ulterior motive? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm asking you, what do you make of that comment? Uh, I mean... I think, I think Vince ultimately wanted to be the one who is the sole legacy when it comes to WWE as being like the greatest promoter of all time. The one who took the rock and roll wrestling era and took it to another level. The one who took the attitude era to another level. The guy who's continued to grow WWE. And once it felt like it could possibly slip out of his hands or slip through his fingers and someone else could end up taking over. He did what he had had to do to to ensure that he would be around and he would be a boss, you know, as long as he could possibly be. So I I think that's kind of what you were looking for. I think you were fishing, and that's the answer you were looking for. <laughs> I wasn't fishing for shit. I just wanted to know <laughs> what you what you thought on it genuinely. <laughs> but we did get these cuts as a result, and uh, some pretty surprising names among some of these cuts, namely yeah. the biggest one, Dolph Ziggler. Nick Nemeth, who's been with the company for nearly 20 years. Uh, yeah, gets, that, that was very shocking, yeah. He gets cut. His deal was set to expire next summer, Sean Ross Sapp reported. Uh, Mustafa Ali, who had just been in a pretty prominent story and was supposed to wrestle on this NXT pay-per-view coming up here. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, one of the most talented wrestlers in the industry, quite frankly. I like, I like both those guys so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still say this, like uh, – Nick Nemeth, uh, Dolph Ziggler, he took the best side effects ever. He would take a side effect and like land on his shoulders and spin. Dude, it was crazy. He took the best anything. He's one of the best yeah. sellers in the history of pro wrestling. Um, Sheldon Benjamin cut yeah. as well. Uh, some NXT cuts. There were other WWE names as well, not to downplay any of them. But 
Cedric, Cedric Alexander, was he in there? I don't believe or Cedric no. Alexander was in there as, as unless I missed something, um, yeah. which is totally possible. But I, I don't believe Cedric was. Uh, either way, just a, a really, really, really sad day all the way around. Yeah, the, the, those days always suck. I mean, you, you never want to see anybody lose their job. You know, the, those days suck. And and I know just on a couple of days ago, they did it on the production side, right? And on the office side. Mm-hmm. So a, a lot of cuts and everyone was figuring on this since this merger just went through uh, and they were looking to consolidate as much as they possibly could. Yeah. And I guess I want to ask you, because you've been through that cycle. What does that do for morale amongst talent? when stuff like that happens? Uh, I mean, it's just really tough. I think it makes people question like, am I next? You know, and and it makes them walk on eggshells and, and it makes them very worried and uh, anxious about what the future may hold, even for them. It's just, it's just tough, especially when you see those mascots, especially when you have someone like Adolf Ziggler, who you think as long as he is around and healthy, he's going to have a job and be employed because he's been very loyal and very faithful to WWE, you know, and if he can get it, then anybody can get it more or less. So yeah, it, it makes everyone anxious and it always has at WWE, especially when those big black Friday cuts would come, you know, everybody's like, Jesus, I, I hope I don't get the call today. Yeah. It sucks all around, but you know, the beauty is the indie scene and the wrestling scene as a whole is so strong right now. That if any of these talent want to continue in the industry, there are going to be a plethora of opportunities. And and your pal Matt Cardona really went out of his way on social media today. And he said, look, anyone who got released today, here's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. There are so many opportunities out there to make real money. You're going to have to bust your ass. You're going to have to grind. It's going to be difficult. But if you want it, it is out there for the taking. I, I mean, I'd assume you agree with that mentality. What would you say to anyone? In 100%. I mean, and he, he is the perfect living, breathing example of it. You know, a, a guy who, when he was laid off, this stuff he's done now where he's the indie God and he won all the titles and uh, he's just killing it on every level. And once again, he is willing to bust his ass. He's willing to put in the work and put in the sacrifice and do it yourself. And, and you really have to be someone that's almost like a DIY guy to really be able to go out and do that. But it, it is out there if you want it, especially if you've got great name value, someone like a, a Dolph Ziggler or someone like a Shelton Benjamin or, you know, someone like, you know, Mustafa Ali, you know, there, there's a, a lot of guys who've had a lot of great TV time and, and people will pay to see them. You know, you go out and you bust your ass and you can do whatever. And I think also it opens up uh, some possibilities at AW for some of these guys, maybe to show up and do something there in 90 days. Let me ask you that. Uh, who would you see fitting into the equation while there? I could see the the three names I just mentioned, uh, the three aforementioned names, uh, Sean Benjamin. Um, I could see Dolph Ziggler. I could see Mustafa Ali. I could see all those guys doing something there. And I have to go back and look at the list. Yeah, I think I think Tony Khan, when he sees that someone like Sean Benjamin's on the market, I think he's like, "Gimme." You know, like I, yeah. I just that's like right in his wheelhouse. But Ziggler, man, just getting that opportunity, you know, that is a really, really fascinating one because I feel like he never truly got the chance in WWE to be the top guy that many felt he had the capability of being in. Not that AEW needs to bring in more ex-WWE names per se, but I feel like he carries enough equity that he could step in and with the proper TV time and investment, be a pretty big player in AEW. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, he, he's also very much of the same mentality that I am, and and he's very easygoing. He just wants to be there. He wants to do a good job. He wants to go out and wrestle, bust his ass, and he's not like a, he's not problematic. You know, he, he's not a politicker. He just goes goes to work and does his job. And and to his defense, uh, to our defense, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but it also can be something that holds you back in some capacity too if you're not constantly politicking and trying to trying to get your shit in and, and trying to make sure you got your, you know, you got your uh, finger on the pulse of the promoter and, and what all he's doing and, and where you're going. Sometimes you have to be super, super interactive to stay on top of your shit to make sure something happens like that. 
I'm I'm gonna call an audible here, by the way, guys, because I, I know I promised you the rock, but uh we're gonna push the rock to next week because I think as I'm having this conversation with Matt, there's clearly more to bite off here. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. That's a good call. It's a tough call, yeah. John, but a good call. You sometimes you just gotta call an audible and change things up on the fly because I, I want to give Dwayne the proper amount of time that he deserves, considering he is the great one. I don't know if you've heard that before. Uh, but couple times the the people's podcast champ will get his own episode next week um i think dolph ziggler adds so much i'm going to use your word equity mm-hmm. to a product because of how he enhances his opponents in the ring and he's able to hang with everybody and we take those performers for granted because there are so many great work rate performers out there but I always felt like he had that ability, and you know I'm big on this, when a performer gets you to feel with them and invest in their journey, even if it's in the micro scale of a match itself, that's just not something you can really teach, can you? No, uh, you, you can't. I mean, that, that's it, it's something that is learned over time with more experience, but it's not something that you can like textbook teach to anyone. And usually people who have that quality is just something that they internally have. It's, it's like having it, you know, to a degree, but as time goes on, your experience helps uh, make it better, make it greater. And, and I agree with you. I think Dolph Ziggler does have that. I remember back in 2013, the night after WrestleMania, when he cashed in that money in the bank briefcase and, it's mm-hmm. one of the biggest pops in WWE history. I know you weren't there for it, but I'm sure you remember seeing it. Yes. It, it is legitimately one of the loudest pops ever. Fans gave a shit about that guy. I think they would give a shit about him in AEW. I mean, Matt, just imagine even the the thought of being at a, a show like that where you have just thousands and thousands of people all collectively in unison it behind someone right that that's like everything that you dream of as a professional wrestler and the beauty is you don't have to miss events like that with our friends over at game time you don't have to worry about buying tickets at the last minute matt hardy because with the game time guarantee you're gonna have the best opportunities to get the best seats available on your dime Whenever you want to. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, including pro wrestling. Even Barty Hardy. Even Barty Hardy loves game time, doesn't he? Barty, okay. Yes, Barty does love game time. All right. Well, uh, Barty left. We're doing work here. But, yes, game time is the way to go. Barty wanted to go to the Paw Patrol, and it was the last second thing. Game time. They hooked us up. They there you up. go. Me, Barty, Woofie, uh, Maxwell, he's too big to go now. Uh, but Barty, Woofie, and uh, Evermore, the Gothic Baby, and myself and my wife, we went to Paw Patrol live, you know, all because of Game Time. There you go, because they knew that if you downloaded the Game Time app, you'd create an account, you'd use that code Hardy for $20 off of your first purchase. You weren't fretting because when you bought those last minute tickets, man, I know your life is all last minute. You were able to go right onto the app, you logged on, and you were able to view the seats in your queue. You knew exactly what you were going to be looking at. I mean, how much easier does that make the process when you know what you're signing up for? Just the simplicity is priceless, and it's so nice. Uh, and you really do. You get a good deal. Sometimes you're going and you try and get tickets at the last moment and you think you're going to have to pay an arm and a leg to get them. But at game time, you never know. Sometimes you get a good deal as we did, as you did, John, when you paid a dollar fifty for those tickets to go to the oh, Yankee Stadium. That was so fantastic. And that was with the all in pricing, which showed the entire total up front. I couldn't believe it when I saw that that's what I was going to end up paying for it. And I also want to tell you about their zone deals. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seat for an average of 18% savings. So if you're open-minded, you're going to get a discount on top of the discount, Matt Hardy. How about that? I like a discount on top of a discount. Big Money Matt loves to hear it. (laughs) And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Hardy for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code H A R D Y for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Bam. I want to go back to Ziggler for a second, Nick Nemeth. I feel like that's the type of guy who could make magic with a Kenny Omega. You're like that's how good oh, I oh, yeah. he is. Yeah. And and I think he falls into that upper tier. And you know, Matt, so many people like to crap on AEW's existence, right? Like we know that happens. You see it all the time. But sure. AEW existing in a day like this where all these people lose their jobs, it only reinforces how important it is that there's a viable number two, does it not? One thousand percent, John. I mean there's no way you can be a wrestling fan <clears throat> and not be happy that there are two companies that are both doing great in a major way on a major level on major platforms. You know, in this case, I'm obviously talking about WWE and I'm talking about AEW. And then underneath that, you know, you have your smaller places that are doing, you know, you have impact wrestling, you know, you have MLW, you have other places, but it, the more places, the better, because there's always going to be times where people are going to lose their job from a certain company and it is very nice when there is an alternative that they can go to and they can still continue to make a living. I think it's so healthy for the entire industry to have something like that because it really does show you that, A, the grass can be greener for some people, but also that opportunities are truly endless at the end of the day. But I know it's a demoralizing thing, losing your job. I know it firsthand. When I got laid off, it was the most demoralizing thing that has ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to pick the brain of Matt Hardy here, the beacon of positivity that lay within you. When you come across a hurdle like that and you find yourself in that zone where, right. you know, maybe, maybe it feels like things are kind of crashing down, you're losing your dream job, whatever it may be. How can you find ways to dig down and try to plow through that? Yeah, uh, I have been technically fired twice, so I've experienced it twice. Technically, and I know going back to uh, 2005 when I was fired, when everything was going down. I mean, I, I was healthy. I had had I'd been out. I'd had left knee, total ACL reconstruction. Uh, I had a huge percentage of my meniscus scoped out at that time. But I'd been home. I'd been resting, and it was the first time in years that I'd had that much time off. I was able to train. I was able to eat right. I was still young. I bounced back really quick and I got healthy. And I knew that when I got released in, I was going to create waves somewhere. And I ended up creating enough waves when it was all said and done early in the days of the internet too. And I utilized a lot of that to my benefit as well, where either I was going to end up being a star at TNA, which was a new up and coming company at that time, or I was going to go back to WWE and lo and behold, by the time my 90 days was up, you know, I was signed. I, I, I got fired and I was back within probably six weeks, six to seven weeks. You know, conversations were going. And then I came back with a raise, which is, uh, you know, something that is, is pretty amazing about that time. I just stayed positive. Um, I am the ultimate optimist, as we say here all the time. And I just realized there was something better. The second time that I was released, when that was from TNA, that was a little different because I was in a much darker place and I knew I was in a bad place in my life. And I feel like my goal at that time was kind of putting wrestling to the side because my body was beat up. I was broken physically, emotionally, mentally in many ways. And I knew I had to work on myself and I had to get myself right. So my positivity and my optimism stemmed from me trying to make myself better at that time. And also almost promising myself I would teach myself how to wrestle in a different way how to be smarter how to how to be wiser how to you know work smarter not necessarily harder and and, and that's what I did and I, I think in every every scenario where there's a bad situation you have to look for the light in it there's there's some sort of light there's some sort of good even if the majority of it is bad there's some sort of good and, and you have to like gravitate towards that and you have to continue to build off that and that, that's what I would say with all these guys, like be very happy, especially these guys who have equity, as we spoke about. There's several names on this list that has equity. You know, they could land at AW, they could land at Impact, 
they can go out on the indies. They can do their own thing. And and there is plenty of places where you can Hi. make money and you can make a living and Hi. you can create buzz. And that buzz you create can either lead you back to WWE or to AEW when it's all said and done. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of positives out there right now. We're not like in a dry period of pro wrestling. It's a very hot period of pro wrestling. I know you're a professional because you're talking about something very serious there. As you got a little Barty Hardy trying to wreak havoc on the extreme life. Look at him. Mm-hmm. You know what, Matt? I want to I want to transition that here into your birthday coming up this weekend. And what a blessed man you are. You got a great family, 49 years young, still yeah. younger than Shane Helms. Man, that is true. Matt fact. <laughs> Hold up. Matt fact. Matt is younger than hurricane <laughs> but you got that it's great family more, there yeah. i mean man i know how grateful you are for for them and everything I, 49 years give us some life advice as you you're turning the page on this final year in your 40s here yeah yeah, yeah. um i mean the, I, I feel like the best advice i can say is barty listen don't mess with these wires okay well, the wires are stuck on me. no they're not is your toes and you have big toes and you're sticking your toes in there. All right. Now they're out. Okay. Don't stop messing with them. You're doing that on purpose. Look, you're on TV. Okay. People love you. You're very handsome. You're a handsome young man. So did you call me Matt? No, you're a handsome young man, young boy. The, the, what gets me through day to day now is I just have something that is more important than me to live for. And that's these guys. That's Maxwell, and that's Wolfie, and that's Barty, and that's Ever. And then just being with these people and just realizing that it's, it's my job to see these people through. It's my job to forge you, Barty, into a good human being. It's my job to help you grow as a person. It's my job to kind of push you out into the world and, and get you to do things and, and get you to be talkative, get you to be a good human being, get you to do things that makes the world a better place. And that's very motivational to me. And uh, it can definitely keep your hands full. Okay. <laughs> oh, Grandpa called you? Yeah, you better go out to Grandpa. And uh, <laughs> so funny. Uh, but, but, just, but just the fact that I need to be here for these kids, something that will almost bring me to tears all the time is what I think about is like When, when my dad passed away and just how much myself and my brother loved him, I just think about how they will feel, you know, when eventually I end up leaving. And, and that, that's something that motivates me more than anything yeah. to stay present in every single day. Because that, it does like even saying that just uh, like emotionally stirs me up inside and makes me want to shed a tear, you know, just uh, I, I need them to all be strong. I need them to be good. I, I want them to have, you know, I want them to be humans of integrity and, and, and grit. And I don't want to be cliche and all those words, but just like good people who are tough and also view things in a very optimistic way that, that tries to see the glasses half full, not half empty. And just I want them to know that because I know they lean on me a lot. Like you guys can get there and I know you're going to get there because one day I, I won't be here and you'll be OK on your own. And I, I'm very confident in that that that. In, in a nutshell, that is probably my most motivating force to just be with them and be present in every single day. And, you know, hopefully I, I live a very long life. I've told Max at one point, I said, uh, you, you have to live longer than me. I said, like, uh, if, uh, if I live to be 140, then you have to be 100. OK, so, you, you know, I, I have to go first. That's that's our deal. I said, so make sure you, you live a long time. But it, it just is. It, it's, it's my motivation to to live forever, to uh, to never say die, to be stronger than death in, in many, many ways, and just to be present in the moment. And I think it's so important to be present in the moment because as great as we can plan everything, as healthy or as, you know, uh, as confined as you want to be to like walk a certain line that is super healthy, that ensures you're going to be around for the longest time, nothing is guaranteed for tomorrow, you know. Anybody can get in a car and they can end up being in a car crash. Somebody can get on a plane. You could be in a plane crash. Anything could happen at any time. Nobody is promised tomorrow. So, like, live for the day, live every day like it's your last. And just the the people that you love, like, tell them you love them and, you know, and and be good to them. You had a great 
decade, man, as you enter this final year of it before the big five zero. You got, I mean, this is this that your forties. All your kids came into your life, and that's amazing. It's yeah. not something that a lot of people can say in their forties. Yeah. So that's that's pretty great and awesome that you've had that here. And uh, I know your forty nine is going to be full of more great matches, but even more importantly, more great memories for you and more episodes of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Because baby, we ain't slowing down anytime soon. Not at all. Uh, this train keeps on rolling and a, and a big happy birthday to you, my friend, my Thank two you. favorite people in the world, Matt Hardy and Bruce Springsteen share a birthday. That is not a coincidence as far as I'm <laughs> I promise you that like uh, you, will, you will enjoy your hibachi. I have no doubt about that as well. It will be a good day. Yeah. I might even give you a little birthday gift. I might pick you up this extreme life of Matt. Hardy. Oh, look at that. Matt fact, Matt fiction box of gimmicks.com. Head on over there. The fall season is rolling. It's probably getting a little chilly down there, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, you know, it's 80 degrees. No, that's not chilly. But it will be. <laughs> yeah. it in will in be. December. It'll be chilly in December. <laughs> uh, this is going to be uh, the hot item this fall. Matt Fact, Matt Fiction, Baseball Tea. Get it for your fall leagues. Yes. Boxofgimmicks.com and search for the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy store. And we want you part of this podcast. Head on over to advertisewithhardy.com. That's advertisewithhardy.com to get your business or product out in front of thousands of listeners every single week here on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. Whew. Tough stuff to talk about, but ultimately we choose optimism and there are better days ahead for some of these talents and people affected by these WWE layoffs. Matt, anything else you would like to add here? Yeah, just in closing, uh, the list of names, especially talents that were released, just uh, if you're hearing this, you know, just keep your head up and uh, keep your chin up and keep moving forward and uh, and going to what's next. Like, don't let any don't let any one event and the negativity of one event, like be something that determines who you are and where you go, because ultimately you and your optimism, everyone is got optimism within him within them they just have to find it that that is ultimately what determines where you end up in life the words have been spoken we will see you next week right here on the extreme life of matt hardy